0: Hideout. My name is Johnny Fanani. No, this is not some sort of weird takeover. LFA and Kevs are taking the night off. I hope everybody's having a great 4th of July. They will be back tomorrow night live at 7 p.m. Until then, you will be listening to Hideout Out Replay and weird things going on, such as Cry Baby Ward. Say to a woman at a bar. That 490-pound virgins.
1: I hope you'll stick around, crack a brew, and listen to it all. I was reading a story yeah, about a coach in New Jersey who gave out the Cry Baby Award to a kid, and now he's in trouble probably getting it fired. Actually, okay, I think I I did hear about this. Wasn't there like a big dinner or something that was yeah. going on? Yeah, I think this, this is where he stepped over the line. He was going to give the kid the Cry Baby Award, but he he made a point to call the kid at home, make sure you come to the, the big banquet because we have a special trophy for you. Oh, boy. And so the kid shows up to the banquet,
2: all excited. Has his family go with him because he's winning an award. Now, and was this was what
1: sport was this? Do you know? I believe it was basketball. Oh boy! Because and when he was uh, when the coach was up on the podium, you know, giving out all the awards, mm-hmm. he said he begged in he he begged to get into every game, and all he did was whine. All right,
2: so, so that's, the the, cry baby award.
1: that's the speech that the coach gave yeah. in front of the kid. In front of the kid, all the parents of the league, you know, all the, everybody. All right, if, if you get a kid like that, first of all, if he's not good enough to get into the games, why do you even have him on the team? Wouldn't you cut him? Or do coaches? No, it, it was a middle school team. So everybody gets on, you know, in middle school. Usually in a smaller middle school like where I came from, everybody got on in, in uh, the lower grades. It, was, it wasn't was until High school, where you get cut. Now, see, it wasn't that way.
2: We had tryouts, and we had the A and the B team.
1: Well, yeah, there was there was the uh, there was the regular middle school team, and then there's the travel league. <laughs> now, what were you on? Did you? The, uh, I
2: never played basketball. I did. Uh, but it was the same thing for football too, though, right? Were you A or B team?
1: Oh, football, we uh, we just had uh, JV, varsity, and uh, <laughs> I, I was on. Uh, I was starting on defense, but in middle district. school.
2: And in middle school, it was JV and varsity? We
1: had freshman JV and
2: varsity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, see, I was on the B team in basketball, but I was the kid. Hold on a second. I was the kid who was good enough to get called up to the A team for the tournaments and the big games when B team didn't have a game. I scored 18 points in one A team game, in fact. I'll tell you that now.
1: Very nice, Al Bundy. (laughs)
2: I think you're very proud of that. I haven't even started talking about baseball yet. <laughs> wait till wait till baseball starts. I'll tell you my greatness about playing against Cary Wood and Vernon Wells. Yes, if you follow Major League Baseball, you realize these are superstars in the MLB. And I I played, against, I, grew up playing, I, played against, I played football against Drew Henson. Now, but I do remember this though. I do remember going to these banquets. And I do remember how
1: awkward it is, because coaches aren't exactly the greatest public speakers. Yeah. Now, uh, one of our coaches, he had, like, the same kind of award, but he didn't, you know, he did it in a way where where he wouldn't get in trouble. And the John Wayne award goes to blah, blah, blah. He never said die, you know? He was, he was the kid that got pinned in every match, but he was always fighting like a fish to get off his back. So this is the guy who sucked the most. Yeah. But didn't give uh, up sucking. Yeah. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Give a hand. Give a strong work welcome to Steve Nelson, winner of the John Wayne Award. And Never you, say die. Nah.
2: And you know that's the Hack Award.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to be the kid that goes up and gets the Hack Award. All of us are just sitting there going, <clears throat> And but the funny thing is, the kids that really suck don't know they suck, and they're all proud of the John Wayne Award.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, oh, this is the greatest thing.
1: And it's only like the cool kids who understand that these awards are for, uh, the, are ball.
2: for the losers. Yeah. Are basically to make fun of kids. You know, that kind of thing. Um, now, you had another story, too.
1: Oh, and. Uh, about someone. In middle school, uh, we had a science teacher who had the Hammerhead Award to whoever got the worst grade on the last science test. It was, you know, you didn't study, you need to study harder. Until then, you have to have the Hammerhead Award on your desk.
2: Now, are these awards set up to be motivational tools? Is that that what this is
1: supposed to be? The same thing with the Crybaby Award and the Hammerhead Award? I I think the Crybaby Award was kind of just more mean than anything, but the science teacher played it in the way they are supposed to be motivational, but a kid in our school that got the Hammerhead Award tried to commit suicide like a week later... So the kid was sitting in the hospital a uh, stomach full of painkillers, and our teacher standing in front of the class, white as a ghost, just saying, You know what? I, I didn't mean for this to uh, hurt anybody. He's holding his hands, the hammerhead award off. <laughs> An actual trophy? Yeah, yeah. He, he had to sit on your desk the whole time until you brought your grade up. So you're sitting there with basically the dunce cap on, you know? He's holding it, and he starts crying. He's like, I only wanted to motivate you guys just bawling uh, until tears started to fall. And he went to throw it away a few times. Now, I don't want anybody to lose the meaning of this, though. I want everybody to keep on trying to not be a hammerhead. And so he stuck with it, though. He He, tried to stick with the message. He stuck with the message, but he got rid of the award.
2: All right, now I'm getting this on the AOL for broadband,
1: that the the, uh, teacher did get fired. But... The union is fighting it right
2: now. I don't understand. I'm a pro union guy, but sometimes you just got to let guys go when they do stupid stuff like that. Who would get the Hammerhead Award around here? The Hammerhead Award
1: would probably go for being dumb. For being dumb. Probably people would give it to me. You know what? That is true. But I tend to prove people wrong most of the time. But, But at first glance, probably people would give it to me. People would say that Dubs is the dumb one, Dubs
2: is the one that doesn't do anything.
1: Dubs is the one. I don't know if they, they say I'm not the one to do anything. Dubs is I'm the here one for 14 who, hours a day. who stinks. Dubs is the one who picks his nose. I do pick my nose, but I don't stink.
2: Dubs is the one that gets the Hammerhead Award. I'll tell you this. I give you the Crybaby Award. Why? You were a bitch this morning. What was I supposed You were absolutely... I swear I was ready to go get a tampon because it seemed like you were ragging. <laughs> you seemed like you were... Because here's the thing we were supposed to get up real early this morning, and we've been here since this morning, since the fastest hour in radio, whenever we drew the winner for the Howard trip to Las Vegas, thanks to Radley Acura. I talked to you last night about this. What time do we need to get here? Uh, you said like 11 o'clock. And I was like, well, Ron and Fez aren't going to kick it to us until probably about 11.25. Why don't we roll in at 11.15? No, 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 no. Let's get here at, uh, at 11 o'clock. That way we can prep and go over whatever we need to go over. And this is Dubs talking, like Dubs does any prep. Jesus. So I get here at 11 o'clock. Actually, I get here about 10.50. Where's Dubs? Dubs nowhere to be found. (laughs) If you got here at 10.50, I
1: was still asleep at home. And
2: then Howard actually goes over. Thank God. And you got so goddamn lucky because, you know, the fastest hour was running late. And so you end up rolling in here at eleven twenty-five, three minutes before we're going on the air, and congratulating the winner
1: that's going to see. Somebody. No, 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 no. And you were all puffy-eyed. You were all hung over. I you wasn't hung over. And you were in such a bitchy mood. I wasn't in a bitchy mood. You were in a bitchy mood because you got here, and I wasn't here to hold your hand all day. That's how you always are. You always need someone here to coddle you and hold your hand. You were the crybaby. You had this an, an amazing
2: like inferiority complex. Like, somehow you believe you're supposed to be my equal. Um, even though you're younger than me, you haven't served the dues that I, I think that I have. I haven't served the dues.
1: Somehow you I feel. Somehow you feel you, you've, you've been given everything, everything, because EOE. I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down to brass tacks just like that. I'm going to break it down to the most, the thing you can understand the most. And
2: this is what I'm saying. I try to have a civilized conversation with J-Dubs all day. He's spouting racial remarks. I'm not spouting racial remarks. I'm telling you the truth. You, wouldn't, you would, you would, without a doubt, get the Crybaby Award. You're the one. And look, oh, okay. here's the other. Oh, let me give you a perfect example, ladies and gentlemen. Of I the could drink. give
1: you proof of what I just said. I,
2: let me give you a, the perfect example. So I was on DCRTV.com today looking to see if anybody say anything about the hideout. And uh, Dave Hughes on there on one of his little postings says something about Hefe during his uh, conversation with the dream doctor mentioned there's something wrong with his ears. He could have a tumor. Well, I tell J-Dubs, you know what, man? I'm really worried about myself because almost a month ago, automatically, I started getting these real bad dizzy spells. The kind of dizzy spells that happen when I move my hand fast, whenever I get up or sit down or lay down, I just get these real weird dizzy spells where my equilibrium is off. And so I'm starting to worry about it a little bit because other than that, I feel okay. The other thing that's been real creepy, too, is the fact that I am now having deja vu like a madman. I am having deja vu, like seriously, seven or
1: eight times a day where it's to the point where it's almost scaring me now. Okay, you want me to explain everything for you right now? So now, what does Dub say to that? You're the
2: biggest puss in the world. You're such a hypochondriac. How dare you? You would never have a brain cancer or a tumor. Oh, look at me. I'm a hypochondriac. Wait, wait, wait. Something's wrong with me isolate that
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well, i'm gonna i'm gonna break down everything for you and you're gonna know why you have all this going on with you first we'll start with deja vu we're working 14 hour days yeah stuff's gonna start running together and you're gonna think you've done this thing 50 million times because you have we've been here 14 hours a day to me this is more than
2: like glitching the matrix to me this is something wh- like what was it the movie phenomenon or something where John Travolta has the brain tumor and all of a sudden he has these special powers? Are you, are you hoping you're going to get special powers now? I don't know. I'd like to be able to see into the future. I'd, li- I'd-, I'd like to be godlike. Nah, no, that was the movie Michael. All right, never mind about that. Hold on a second. Travis, here in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK.
3: Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? What's up, bro? <laughs> hey, listen, F.A. Man, you're the one that's being the sissy.
2: What are you talking about? How could you say that?
3: All I hear is you, you're bitching and stuff, and J-Dubs, bitching at J-Dubs for not being there early. Come on now. All
2: right, f- first of all, he slept in until the time we were supposed to be here, and he was the one that demanded
1: we but, were supposed to be there at but that I, time. Did I get here on time? No. Yes. Was I here Looks before we went like on the air? the
3: smart one. Get a little bit extra red.
1: <sighs> How is it everyone is always on your side? Because... I don't know if I'm actually right, or if you just come off as so pompous that they can't agree with you. Now Tra- I don't know, Travis. What kind of friend? I let me just ask you
2: this, Travis. If you, if you and I were boys, and I came to you and said, "Seriously, bro, I think something might be wrong. I may have a brain tumor." What would you say to me?
3: I'll tell you to get a light and drive on, man. <laughs>
4: what?
1: And <laughs> now if he if he said, I read on a website that someone said that i might have a brain tumor so i should probably get checked out because dcr dave hughes says i might have a brain tumor <laughs> i mean you know how ridiculous that sounds i'm just saying you understand th- that but no, all right well, thank you and another thing why you've been all messed up in the head and other than just the work pressure you try a new diet every three weeks I, i'm i'm gonna stand by this that Flipping around diets and trying all these new uh, Hollywood diet or... Uh, I'm on the master cleanser. No. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. You just started it, though. I started it two weeks ago. You started two weeks ago. You were on a different diet before that. Three months before that, you were on a different diet. These t- types of things starts running a toll on your body, changing it up like this all the time. But pick your poison, go with it. You cannot deny the fact
2: that I'm off of my equilibrium. You cannot deny the fact that I'm having deja vu seven to eight times a day. And you cannot deny the fact that you're not a good friend, because if you go
1: to a friend and say, hey, I may have a brain tumor, what do you think? They're not supposed to laugh at you. Everybody would laugh at you because you read it on a message board you think is true all the time.
2: I don't know. John, welcome into the hideout. What's up? Uh, what's up, brother? Uh, man. Hey, hey uh, how you
3: guys doing? All, All right, nice. what's going on, bro? Congratulations on the uh, two hours. Uh, Thank you. Thank you.
2: Um,
3: but my question is, like, uh, you know, with Ron and Fez, what's up with those guys, man? Are they going to be, like, here? Or is like like, you know?
2: Well, I don't know. We're in the middle of a completely different <laughs> conversation. Who's screening the phone calls back there? <laughs> What did they say in the, uh, up there? That, that the websites are driving me crazy. Oh. You know? Like you were saying. And it's not about, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to go on. I'm not that deja vu-ish. Um, I'll, I'll say this now. I hope to God they stay. You know, they don't talk about it. But I want to say, I'm going to say now that I hope Ron and Fest stick around. They've been amazing to us. They're their fans and listeners have been amazing to us and I you
1: know I hope and everything works out. And I'll tell you what, we are very happy at this two hour slot right now. We are not looking for anything more.
2: But I tell you this, I'm not happy with my friendship that I have because let me tell you this about Ron and Fez. If Fez came to Ron and said, Hey, I may have a brain tumor, Ron would take him to the hospital to make sure everything was okay. That's what I'm looking for from you, J Dubs. That's what I'm looking for from you.
1: Okay. You want me to take you to the hospital? We'll go right after the show if you want to go. But just so I can rub it in your face and never have to take you again. I'll take you right now. We'll end the show early. Blue, are you ready? You there? Blue, let me tell you this. I, I Now I'm wishing
2: that I have brain cancer. I hope that I have a tumor just so that you will feel rotten. But you know what's on? You're not going to feel rotten. You know why? Because you're the guy who has, in high school the little retard, rolling down the halls in their wheelchair, you're the guy who sticks the broomstick in the spokes so they fall out and have to drag themselves back up and get back into their wheelchair. You're that guy. I am not. You're the I guy. haven't been that guy for five years. You're the guy. You're the guy that goes around, and according to your coach, this all started with coaches, the coach would say, hey, let's play number
1: one tag. And so you're the guy who would go around and play number one tag with the other kids in the wrestling team. Yeah, there's 30 of us. There's 30 of us doing it, so I'm not the only one, and it was fun. And You know what? i got to love the listeners. Walk it off, Hefe.
2: That's what they're saying. Shake it's it off. Doesn't, doesn't that
1: show you something that you, you're you blowing something out of proportion? Until you go to the hospital and find out that you do have a brain tumor, don't be spouting off, hey, I have a brain tumor. Feel bad for me. Hefe has moods
2: like a chick. Uh, Mix Loco has, a, has one. I'm hearing another contest to get Dubs a hideout tattoo. If I have brain cancer, you got to get a hideout tattoo. That's fine.
1: That's fine. (laughs) You're horrible. You are the worst friend. No, I'm guaranteeing that you don't have it. I'm not worried about getting a hideout tattoo because you don't have brain cancer. And you know what the funny thing is? I'll never go to the doctor. I'd rather just
2: not know. Could you imagine knowing that you're going to die? I know people go through that every day. There are probably listeners right now that are going through that very thing. Just knowing that I was going to die would kill me. What do you do? That's like this thing with the coffin. Do you see this thing with the coffin and the sensor? Yeah. You know they've now created coffins with sensors, so you don't get buried alive. <laughs> Just in case there's movement, like in Kill Bill, where you have uh, Uma Thurman and she's locked in down there. And as much as I liked Kill Bill, and I know you're supposed to suspend disbelief, that was really cheesy when she breaks out of the coffin, buried six feet under. But for those of you that have seen Kill Bill, she gets out. By, I'm not going to ruin this for anybody because you should have already seen the movie. By perfecting the three-inch punch where you put your hand up against what it is you're punching and then punch real quick like this, I started mastering that. I actually do it here in the restroom at JFK. Whenever I'm standing there at the urinal, I'll do the three-inch punch. Just to practice, just in case one day I get caught in a coffin. It's not going to happen because I'm going to die of brain cancer. And Dubs isn't going to care.
1: I'll care, but you aren't going to. And if you do, you're going to die from brain cancer when you're 50. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying 50. I'm giving you 25 more years, 24 more years. Be happy with that. Live it up. (sighs) Now everybody's calling me a woman. You are. I I can't believe this. I'm a
2: feminist. I can't believe that people wouldn't be on my side in the fact that you're a horrible friend. I want to talk to my real friend. And let me say this. This is the thing that I said to you earlier, and I meant it. This is why you will never be my best friend. This is why Lefty's my best friend. This is why Shafee is my best friend. In fact, we talk to Shafie next. I'll tell him I may have a brain tumor. We'll see what he says. Okay. And he'll laugh at me too. Yes, he
1: will. And, I'll and real-
2: so would Lefty. And I'll realize that I am completely alone in this world. You aren't completely alone. You're just completely psychotic in this world. Taking a break. Coming back. Going to talk Spider-Man and Major League Baseball with a good friend of ours. Shafee, Shafee from the Skank Shift. In fact, you go to RadioHideout.com, you go under the section Names to Know, it'll give you the entire bio on Shafee, and it'll give you the links to all three of his websites as well. Again, it is RadioHideout.com. I'm El Jefe. That is uh, my former friend J-Dubs, and I'll be honest, when I was looking back at this and when I was having this conversation with you in the office earlier today, I was ready to end the show. I was ready to break up the Do it. to break up the the team. Let's rock it! I've had enough of this already. It's half Hefe and J Dubs. It's 106.7 WJFK.
0: Replay. This is Johnny Fanani. I hope you're having a great 4th of July weekend. In this segment, let me give you a little bit of backstory on this. Shaping is a friend of L and Andrea from Michigan. And here he talks about how he tries to talk to a girl and she ends up blowing him off. He ends up teaching her a very valuable lesson. From there, the guys go on to start talking about Major League Fox baseball and possibly being sponsored by Spider-Man 2.
2: You're listening to Hideout Replay on 106.7 WJFN. Another thing that you can find on RadioHideout.com is uh, under the Names to Know section, you will see down toward the bottom, as it is in alphabetical order, a write-up on the next guest that we have coming into the Hideout. Um, I should maybe even read it this go around too so that he knows what it says. Chafee, what's up, bro? Welcome to the
3: hideout, man. Hey congratulations on the uh Monday through Friday thing and I know you've been uh excited for a long time to be able to say go to bed with uh Hefe and Dubs and wake up with Howard.
2: Yeah, it's kinda cool, isn't I'm it? I'm drunk. <laughs> Where are you? You told me you were going to be ready to fly with this segment. When I t- I am I- ready to fly, but it's El Cinco de Mayo. You should be celebrating, my Mexican buddy. See, this is what I'm saying. They only get drunk. They only call up on Cinco de Mayo. I
3: love Mexicans on May 5th. Uh,
2: <laughs> on May 5th. <laughs> on RadioHeadHog.com, under Nerves to Know, you see Shafee. He's a Detroit rapper, manages the legendary Sabu in the All-World Wrestling League. We have the link. And is one of the few other talented air personalities in the nation. One uh, of the few. <laughs> having a tough team with Shafee in Lansing uh, on the legendary Skank Shift. He's currently heard in Detroit's rock station, 101 WRIF. He still has an open invitation to join the hideout. But he's too lazy to move. There's uh, a lot I'll, I'll tell you what. I there's a lot, lot of lazy. legendary
1: stuff going on in that.
3: But I'm hard working tonight because there's this broad that I grew up with in the same neighborhood, and I had a crush on her my whole life from about fifth grade until now. The crush remains. And uh, when I was about seventh, eighth grade, she was actually feeling, she was into me for a while. And uh, I didn't know how to act around girls at that time. So what I did was I stole her bike and threw it in a dumpster. And uh, she's never liked me since then, but she's at the bar that I'm at right now the about funny to make thing my move. the funny
1: thing about Shafy when he's drinking he turns black <laughs>
3: what are you talking about yeah she's a, feeling I'm me <laughs> i'm about to make my move are you yeah. i you know what And speaking of moves she's, she's mexican dude yeah. cinco de mayo man
2: it's perfect oh come on now don't go just having sex with latina women just because it's cinco de mayo and actually technically it's the sixth of may now
3: no i'm not gonna do it just because it's cinco de mayo i'm gonna do it because i heard it's snacked.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. He said he heard it snaps. Whatever that means. <laughs> Jesus, come on, dude. You realize it's not the. It's now the FCC. Uh, that, that's nothing indecent about that. Uh hey, but Shafee actually. Jesus. Hey, stop it already. Finger snap. Jeez. Okay, enough. Just stop. Now, Shafey actually pulled a cool move to a chick that you were going out with earlier, right? What you? Remember you told me this story about you talking? No, I
3: wasn't going out with her. I was trying to talk to her because she was, uh, she was definitely definitely on time and she was good looking
1: man. what does that Gee, mean she's on point brother <laughs> what
2: What does that mean on time
1: now go ahead now tell
2: me this all this Detroit
3: girl I tell you what I went up to this girl I was like you know I'm trying to talk to her and I'm not one that you know you guys know me I, I got the pheromones I wait for the women to come to me which happens half the time and half the time I uh don't get anything but uh <laughs> I'm I'm at the bar, and I decide, you know what, this girl's good enough. I'm going to walk up to her, and I just said hello to her and was trying to talk to her, trying to be nice. And she's got a big attitude with me for no reason other than the fact that I'm trying to talk to her because I find her attractive, right? She doesn't know me. I'm a total stranger to her, and she's got a big attitude. And let
2: me say, this takes a lot of cajones too, because you see a beautiful woman at the bar, Nobody goes up to talk to these chicks. It just usually doesn't happen. So I'll give you props one for just going up to the hot chick. She gives you attitude, what happens? Well, she's
3: a she's a she's a bitch, you know. She's, she's really got the attitude going full speed. I mean it really floored me how much attitude this girl had. What'd she say? Uh Well, I don't think I can say it with the FCC. You know, she's just she's really into her own thing. And, you know, how dare somebody like me, uh, a future multimillionaire with you two, uh, a very talented broadcaster, a very talented rap artist, how dare somebody like myself approach a girl well, like her? Because she's now. probably working at a salon and making 10 bucks an hour, and she owns the world because she's hot for now. You know, she'll be ugly pretty soon. Don't worry about that. But so anyway. What happened?
2: What would you
3: say to her? Well, I pulled her aside, and I was like, you know, I just wanted to say hi to you. I found you attractive and everything, but you really ought to be careful about uh, having so much attitude with a complete, total stranger. I said, you have no idea who I am. You don't know me. How do you know I'm not Ted Bundy? How do you know I'm not the next maniac that's going to follow your every move for the next two weeks, follow you home, get down your routines? break into your house one night after you come home and just cut you up into a thousand pieces, huh? How do you know that?
5: (laughs) And what did she say to you?
3: She looked at me like she was seeing the devil. She was scared to death (laughs) and she walked away, and I figured I'd made my point, you know? That's my whole thing. And I was dead serious. You think it's funny, and I think it's funny too. I'm not gonna lie, but my whole thing is dead serious. You have to be careful, females. I care about you. And if you're out there and some strange guy talks to you, be, you know, even if you're not interested, don't be a bitch. Be nice to him, because how do you know I'm not Ted Bundy? How do you know I'm not gonna cut you up? You don't know. I'm a total stranger, so at least give me the common courtesy if I'm really not interested.
2: Oh, man. And that's true because, in a sense, you may have saved this chick's life. I hope so. I mean, forever she's going to think, wow, this guy is the creepiest guy in the world, but it you know what? a lot of sense. I can't be mean and have all this attitude because what if he was a psycho? Shaping looks like Scott Stapp on Cracker with the Hiv, by the way.
3: But does it make sense, you guys? How many times have you guys talked to a girl and she's a, you know, has no interest, a total bitch, and, you know, she doesn't know you at all. You are a complete stranger. How does she know you're not going to sit in that parking lot, wait for her to come out, follow her home, watch her fa- every move, get her routine down, and then offer? How does she know that?
2: And you, you know I mean,
3: is- it happens every day.
2: Come on. Now, not does- that happens every day. but Now, that's that Bateman's approach. Off. That's what he just comes right out with and says before he even says hi you better sleep with me or i'm going to i'm going to follow you just know that now if you try to run away from this conversation at all (laughs) Uh, i got to give you big ups on that man i think that's a great move i think women
3: and i don't like to be treated like that you know if they're not interested in me that's cool but uh you know you don't have to be a bitch to a total stranger
2: all right let's see ben wants to rap with Shafi. ben welcome into the hideout bro hey
6: hey what's up man what's your but, which I'll go go going on out tonight, man. I was wondering, you know, um, how, the, like the show
2: tonight. How, how drunk People. are you? Uh, now, who do you think is drunker, Shafee? Right, 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 before you guys answer, Dubs, who do you think said more to drink tonight, Shafee or Ben? Shafee. All right, Ben, how many beers have you had this evening?
3: Uh, I have had like about like eight uh, eight, eight beers tonight. Shafee, yeah. how many have you had? I've had uh, four 32-ounce mugs, so like 200 ounces. <laughs>
5: 200 ounces? I'm like that. I don't know.
3: Four times ounce. 32, whatever that is.
1: What is 200 <laughs> ounces? Oh, my God. I that's, no, that's,
3: I've that's had that's four crazy. 32-ounce mugs, you dumbass. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you bite me, all right? All right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is what it's, this is what it's down to. This is what it's become.
2: <laughs> oh, you're so... Uh, What's going on, Are You okay? Are we messing up the game with the fifth-grade chick that you met earlier? No, I'm going go back
3: in. we got till 2 o'clock. i got time. I'm here yeah, all night. But I'll tell you what, I love it. I love D.C., and I want to come out there, but they're going to have to cough up the big bucks. All right.
2: <laughs> You're living in your dad's basement right now. You're in no position <laughs> to start arguing or uh, negotiating with Alan that way. Yeah,
3: hey, Alan. Now, no, uh, what's his name? Cameron.
2: Cameron. He doesn't have the power, trust me. Hey, all right, so let's talk about this for a second. The reason I got you on is because I know you are a baseball purist. And I wanted 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 to throw this out there. Dubs, I saw this on the Drudge Report. Allow me to read the article, um, if you will. Let's see. um, Let's see. Spider Man 2 to appear on the bases. In all Major League Baseball games, in a move that has purest howling, Major League Baseball has agreed to decorate its bases and pitching mound rubbers and on-deck circles with a spiderweb pattern as part of a promotion of the release of Spider-Man 2 next month. The superhero sequel is set to open in uh, theaters June 30th. Spider-Man 2 weekend will start Friday, June 11th. And all 15 major league teams playing at home have agreed to participate for one or more games. The Wall Street Journal has reported. The deal is baseball's latest attempt to develop a splasher uh, as far as national marketing goes. It's an ultra-competitive sports entertainment environment. You have to take risks. That's according to the MLB uh executive vice president for business. I cannot believe that baseball, the probably the purest, the oldest game in the United States of America, is now going to start whoring itself out to Spider Man two of all things.
3: It's sad, man. When you go back, uh there was a time in this country where it was baseball, boxing and horse racing. And well, while horse racing and boxing still exist. Baseball is still at the national forefront, and it's sad to me. I mean... It's Spider Man of all people. At least if it was Mel Gibson's
2: passion,
3: there would be some, you know, credibility
2: to yeah, it. Yeah, could you imagine that? Could was you imagine if there were crosses on all of the uh, on all of the bases around everywhere? This and is ridiculous, man. No. To promote
3: movies on the bases. What's next? Advertisements on uniforms? It happens in arena football, and it happens in soccer. You know what? If ad- it happens in sports. Is dying. Anybody. Ah, so now, now, You're
1: now, so drunk. JP, JP. You, you said that uh, it used to be baseball, boxing, and horse racing, and all those have fallen except for baseball, and baseball is starting to slip now. It's no start, way. It's starting to slip hard, and you you I, can't deny it. I will say
2: that baseball is probably the strongest that it's been in the last 10 years with the greatest postseason maybe in the history of sports it, last it's year. It's
1: strong to you, but if you look at all the... the, uh, the uh, stadiums around the country, half of them are empty, 866-277-4969, and they need, they need,
3: I love how you throw it. half of them are empty, 866, I love that, by the way, but I don't know and, why, maybe I'm drunk,
6: and they, no, you are,
1: and they need, to start making money somehow.
3: No, but you know something? That's ridiculous, because let's be honest. Let's be honest. Right. A that... basketball team or a hockey team draws 20,000 people. It's a sellout, and that team is a success. A baseball team draws 20,000, and they're struggling. Why? Because these stadiums hold forty, fifty thousand
1: 50,000 people. And you guys pay those players... A... Huge they play 162 games a year. I just
2: wonder: is this the beginning of the end? Is everything going to be sold? And how?
3: The beginning of the end was the the, the steroids. You look at Barry Bonds. You look at Sammy Sosa. You look at Mark McGuire. Look at Sammy Sosa, number one. There is no doubt in my mind that this man can hit a baseball. There's no question about it. He's very talented, no, with or without God. drugs. He's probably one of the best. But you look at him from last year and look at him now. His legs are smaller. And the number one giveaway is look at these men's heads. These men's heads were huge last year, and now they're back to normal people. Barry Bonds, the same way. Hey, let me,
1: let, me say, let me say about this. As far as if people take steroids, I would rather see a big group of people on steroids out there playing because it would be a more oh, entertaining that's the game. Most
3: anti-Christ statement I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. It would be
1: a more entertaining game. You cannot deny that. I would agree with that. I'm actually all for steroids. To oh, be perfectly honest with you.
2: Me. No man, I like. There's to only
3: see... one sport where steroids belong, and that's pro wrestling.
2: <laughs> and I'm a
3: big fan of pro wrestling.
2: Uh, Ryan, welcome into the hideout. Hey, I just wanted to say
3: uh, baseball attendance is actually the highest it's been in a long time.
1: That's what I'm telling Doug. But it doesn't matter. It's still dead.
2: No, uh, baseball is actually coming back. I mean it's, it's not really going to. to it's, it's gonna fizzle out again people. like a
1: bad fart.
2: In fact Without I say that, I, I'll have to say this. I think it's NFL, then it's MLB, then it's basketball, and then way behind is hockey. I think hockey's I in hockey, the hockey's
3: that. done. But, uh, you know, as far as the steroids go, you know, Babe Ruth didn't have to play against, uh, you know, blacks or Latinos or anyone else. And they're talking about how the Rectors don't count. Barry Baldwin's hit, like 500. Steroids don't make you hit 500.
2: Alright, thank you for so the I phone call. And
3: let me stop that guy right there. I'm going to tell you right now, steroids aren't going to help you hit a baseball. However, as a baseball player, I will say this: when you make contact with a baseball, it's all about bat speed and strength. And if you're telling me steroids aren't going to help you hit a baseball farther, you're crazy.
2: I'll tell you this: I'll tell you that this Spider-Man thing is more detrimental to the game of baseball than steroids. Because what does this a. is Bruce
3: a- not having to hit against blacks and Latinos have to do
1: with it watered down. Oh, come on. You're telling me the league's not watered
3: down now, J-Dubs? Come on. But
1: yeah, because you guys keep on ripping the steroids out of their no, mouths. when
3: Gabriel played, there were 12 <laughs> to 15 teams in
1: baseball. It
2: you it seem like red slow motion right in now?
3: baseball right now, and you'll see watered Boy. down my ass. You'll see hey, bef- the best of the best.
2: Before we let you go, I want we're going to call Alan's voicemail, and I want you to leave him a message about how he should hire you.
3: Who's Alan? <laughs> the general manager. All right, general manager, let's do it. All
2: right, hold on a second. People want to continue to talk about this. I can't believe people aren't outraged by the fact that Spider-Man logos are going to be all over Major no League, League just, Baseball. Well, hey, Steve. Nobody
3: called about that. Steve, yeah. welcome into the highlight.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, you know, I
3: think uh, I think you're right. There's a lot of more advertising than there should be, but you know, you look at rivals like the Red Sox and the Yankees, and I think it's just. Baseball's greater
2: than I think it's ever been. And Could you... Let's take that, though, for a second. got the Bo Sox and the Yankees playing, and they're playing on bases that are wrapped in spiderweb
1: logos. That doesn't bother you at all? No, why would it? The game hasn't changed. Oh, come on. The game hasn't changed. It looks like basketball. Who cares?
3: Go see the movie, you comic book geek.
2: (laughs) I I, I didn't see the first one Get you dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other thing. Why are you picking Spider-Man, of all things? I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Comic book nerds, they're not going to go see baseball or vice versa. Because no, no one's seeing baseball. And how would they do a logo for something like The Day After Tomorrow? Are they just people gonna watch that? baseball? Are going to put a I'll tell you was? what:
3: if, if anybody uh, in the listening audience saw Philadelphia, and Toronto in overtime last night for the five minutes that it went in overtime, that's every reason why you should watch hockey. Darcy Tucker hit Sammy right, the fire about so hard that. that he was knocked out, and did he land the bench on the ice? No, he mm-hmm. got up and, and stumbled they, to the bench.
1: You know what? You guys have no reason to be outraged until they're wearing Spider-Man uniforms while they're playing. That's, yeah, well, that's probably coming. Slippery slope. And, in fact, you talked
2: about the logos on the uniforms. That did happen. Ralph Nader is actually upset about that because it happened whenever the uh, the devil race and the Yankees played over in Tokyo. So It's starting already, my friends. In fact, what if, like, in basketball, in the basketball, they changed the basketball to, like, the Target logo? You know what oh, I mean? Man. Where it's like a white ball with a red bullseye on it. Well, well I'd probably I'll tell you one thing. thing. I, I don't ever
3: want to see that in football, basketball, hockey, or baseball. But if it were to happen in any of those sports, I would hope that in this country baseball would be the absolute last, and it sickens me that they're the first ones to do something like this. All
2: right, shoot, how about this? You know, we we want to get Shafi out here. Do you think it's a good idea to have him call Alan?
3: Yeah, hell yeah. Let me talk to Al. <laughs>
1: <laughs> call him Al, too, please. <laughs> Say hey, pal. What's his last name? Linewand.
2: Linewand?
1: Lime wand. Line wand.
3: Lime long. I, uh, yeah.
2: All right. Wait. Is this a good idea? That's, that's a good
3: idea. Come on. I'm a fired up. All
2: right. Hold on a second. I need you to write down though, Dubs. I can't give. I need you to write down what uh, the extension is for me. It should be right there in front. Just 20. dial the number and let me talk. But he don't say anything stupid, because we actually would like you to join. Well, I'm us not gonna say on. anything stupid. And I'm don't make us sound different. like we're don't make us sound like we're big rock stars or anything. Just oh, just hell pitch, no. I'm gonna tell it like it is. Just pitch yourself, okay? Tell
3: them I'm miserable. i
2: oh, hold on a second. Did I do the wrong one? <laughs> yeah. All right, Let's try this
3: again. Dial the number.
1: Wait, what What are you trying on? Four four four. Why is it not letting me on four four four? It should let you, you on try it
2: over there. Come on, man,
3: the bar's closing. <laughs> Alcohol.
2: You have plenty of time.
3: My buzz is wearing off.
2: All right, you know what? There's some... it's not working. I tell no, you what... make it work. No. I want to leave a message to him. You know what? Let me say this. Oh, you know what? All right. we got the wrong one. All right, let's try this one more time. Make it work. All right, here we go. Maybe... <laughs> Alan no longer That's works That's ridiculous. Here. I tell you what, this is Shafie. This is fate. This is, Why fate. is it fate? this is fate, saying for some reason we can't connect oh, with you. I gave you the wrong one. The, we can't he connect gave you. you. The
1: wrong one. He
2: said. I'm not interested in doing this yeah, anymore. Let's do it. No, I want to do it. Jay Dobbs, you're right. Hooked it. Connect me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more time. Here we go.
6: Here we go. Oh Christ.
3: You gonna answer?
2: No. You you just start. You say, Hey, this is Shafie. You remember me from the hideout, the skank shift, skankshift.com. Pitch yourself. Don't be stupid, though.
3: not going to be stupid.
2: Come on. Hello, this is Alan Linewand, Infinity
3: Broadcasting. Such a, a bad idea. Show. I'm unavailable right now, so please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you, and have a nice day. I'll record your message at the tone. When you're finished, hang up or stay on the line for further options. Allie, Allen, Al, boy, what's up? It's Shafi calling you from Detroit, Michigan. I'm a friend of Hefe and Dubs from the hideout. You remember me. I came out to D.C. one time. Look, man, i got to be honest with you. I've got to shoot from the hip. I'm broke. I'm living in my dad's basement, and I'm underappreciated at WRIF in Detroit. I need to come out to D.C. to help the hideout get to where they need to be, the show that will revolutionize American radio. You give me a call. Let's make the deal happen. Get me out to the nation's capital. Come
5: Come on, Alan, let's do it. I'll give you a back rub. I don't care. Hook me up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, hold on. Thank you. All right, let's if see If you'd like that to add out. to your message, enter one. To listen to it, two. To re-record, enter pound.
2: All right, more options. Give me more options. Thank you. Your message has been... Ah, oh, did I miss it? If you need further assistance, enter... Ah, I missed. I think I was supposed to press two there. Oh, well. Well, good job, Shafy. That was okay, right? Yeah, shooting from the hip—I I dig it. <laughs>
6: You're
2: not. let make the deal happen. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you later. Good appearance um, tonight.
3: Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year would be my. <laughs> Shut up. Make it
2: happen. I'll talk to you.
3: All right, hey man, you guys, good luck. I'm seriously so happy for you guys. I really do hope to come out there, but congratulations. I know with or without me, you guys are going to do it. It's a
2: shiznit, and even with me, we're going to take over the world! All right, viva. Peace. Right. 5,000. Awesome. RadioHideout.com. Learn about Shafee there under names and all. Uh, wow. I don't even know what to say to that. I think we just ruined any shot of ever bringing Shafi out here. No, nah, I,
1: I think he'll like it. You think so? He always likes the stupid messages.
2: Yeah, whenever we had Bateman WJF dialing or whatever it was. WJF gay. WJF gay dialing. We're taking a break. We're coming back. It's the Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. <laughs>
0: And welcome back to the Hideout Replay. This is Johnny Pernani. El Hefe and J-Dubs are taking the night off. They will be back tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Make sure you join them then. Until then, you go, for the next hour or so, we're going to go over a couple more segments. This next segment, probably one of the better segments that the uh, boys have had, uh, it was great. Back in May, there was a goth prom. And everybody knows that El Jefe loves the goth lifestyle. So what's he do? He invites a great friend of the show, goth DJ, and another one of his, uh, I guess, goth DJ's friends to come in and talk about the gothic prom. The funny thing that ends up happening is El Hefe seems to be a lot more interested in hitting on the women. You're listening to the Hideout Replay on WJFK, 106.7 FM. Let's learn a little something.
2: Um, so excited about this. Coming up tomorrow night in D.C., the Jenner Torturers are going to be performing... At Goth Prom 2004 at Nation in D.C. It's at 5, uh, 1015 Half Street, Washington, D.C. Uh, doors open at 8 o'clock tomorrow. you got to be 18 and over. There's a pre-sale going on as well. Um, and then tickets are also available at the door. Our good buddy, Goth DJ. What's up, man? How are on, you? bro? Good to see you, man. Um, you got these all on? Yeah, they're all on. And if if people want to step up to all of these in fact, sure. Well, let's go ahead and do that. So, welcome into the Hideout. Don't you it's it's not a, a member. You can you can pull it as hard as you want right there. <laughs> just pull it right up to your face. Just like that. It's a microphone. It'll be okay. So, all right. So, we have got DJ here yes. who is actually a, a Hideout uh pass holder came in a long time ago, Debs. You remember I uh, believe it was on your birthday, wasn't it? It was not my birthday show. It was, wasn't it? In it fact, was. you still ha- I still have the CDs he made. He made a whole bunch of like Manson uh, rarities and live outtakes and stuff like that that he brought in for me. Have you even made through all of them yet? Uh, for the most part, actually, yes. The only one I haven't gotten through is probably the one he wanted me to listen to most, which was, like, local and, like, underground <laughs> stuff. And I, I'll i be honest, I don't do that. I don't want to hear music if I don't know the words. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a horrible pop culture guy, but uh, that's the way it goes. All right, so now, goth DJ is here. Who is your your other friend with
6: us? I'm a DJ Ross DNA or Dana. Okay,
2: uh, let's just call you Dana for right Dana's
6: now. Good. I actually chose that nickname because it was impossible to pronounce, so nobody would call it me face-to-face. And the lovely, lady, <laughs> the lovely lady that you
2: have with us here as well, what is your name?
7: Hi, I'm DJ Solaris, also known as Mrs. Carolyn Anderton.
2: Okay, and you actually have a very neat outfit on. It's all red and what does that say you adore me cuz I'm a slut freak bitch whore um alright
7: which is good. I love it
2: <laughs> now is uh... is that your goth attire? is that what you're going to be wearing tomorrow to the prom or do you have a special outfit?
7: um... Uh, it's a surprise actually I'm not
2: saying a word okay so this is the biggest thing that I wonder about this goth prom 2004 that's happening tomorrow night at nation is it one of those things where everybody is so worked up about what they are going to wear, and they want to make sure, without a doubt, no
1: one else has their outfit? The picture I have in my head is a bunch of people dressed up like the tag team Demolition, you know, Ax and Smash, walking through there. That's what I think. <laughs> is that how it's going to be? Where do you where do you go to get your attire for the for the Goth Prom 2004?
2: Goth DJ. Uh, well, as you can. Well as nobody out there can see, I'm
5: dressed fairly plain. Okay. Uh, but uh, you know, okay, anywhere, anywhere.
7: Uh, hot Topic is that hot a place do you go? Service
5: or Smash in
6: Georgetown.
7: Or Stark Raving Mad in Adams Morgan.
6: Okay, so now this is my problem, Dubs, that's
2: because that. to me Hot Topic, <laughs> bug, bug time. Well, no, well, uh, for me Hot Topic is like that's goth to me, and apparently I'm completely wrong about this. All right, let's settle this. Uh, it's uh, middle school see. goth commercialized goth yeah I, that's what i want to yeah. do that's okay. well, that's that's my angle i want to be commercialized goth i want to be marilyn manson and hot topic
6: oh, is yeah. that okay or were you guys laughing oh, yeah. at me? No, no, no. We're, we, we welcome all types in fact uh you know i'm probably going to show up much like this in jeans and t-shirt but there are definitely you know the, this is this is the event you know uh...
2: now how about this could you go to the goth prom because dubs i caught a lot of flack because i went to my actual senior prom in just a suit could you go to this in a t-shirt and jeans and not be looked at as a dork?
7: Absolutely, my husband goes in jeans and t-shirts all the time, and nice. no one makes fun of him. And yeah, it's
6: you know, the best of both worlds, really. The people that want to dress up have the excuse to do it to the nines, and the people who just want to hang out for the music or, or whatever, you know, we, we're pretty open. We accept almost everybody. You know, what
2: is goth? Now, uh, apparently, I'm way off. I know that's kind of an open question. Is it a style of dress? Is it a lifestyle? Is it scary? <laughs> Could be, it
7: can
6: be. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> right. It's it's got some dark tones to it for sure. Uh, what uh, is it though?
5: It's uh, certainly a lot more tough to pin down than like a punk, right? Because goth has. like... I don't like, like
2: punk. I. In is are there fights? Are there fights
6: between the goths and
2: the punks? No, no not, not high much. We're,
6: Yeah, we're 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 pretty uh we're pretty much the most easygoing crowd that uh, that most clubs have. You know, we don't have any fights or any trouble usually. Do you
2: like the plastics, or are they out too? That's a funny joke if you've seen Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there are three of you that are laughing right now. Um, so, but you guys actually get along with everybody. So it's not like somebody's got to go there and be uptight at Gothbrom 2004. It's not like you're going to make fun of each other, right?
7: I just want to relax. Um, we haven't had a fight at all in, like, years. At Nation, and we have one of the best securities. We have people who just want to go there and vent and rent, and not fit yeah. and rent in a way of negativity, but in a way to, of dancing and just basically getting out there and just relaxing and having a time. They want to get, they, they want to get away from their jobs. They want to get away from you know home, you know, but they want to go to a
6: club,
2: get their drink f- on, do something exactly. a little special, you know. Do you guys have normal jobs? Do you go dressed to, to your work like this? Do you wear the slut? Freak, bit poor, red <laughs> outfit at your regular job? Absolutely not. What do you do, if you don't mind saying? We don't have to say where, but what, what kind of business are you in? I'm
7: a sales associate.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Now, you're in, uh, DJ. you're in, like, computer stuff, right? Yeah, I'm a voice-over IP engineer. I don't yeah. even know what that is, but it sounds impressive. What about you, Dana? What are you doing? Does I'm a, a, a network
6: engineer as well, so we're, we're, there's definitely a, a strong smart bent to our scene. We definitely... You know, like to get into computers, and we're, we're all technophiles. We like the newest gadgets and stuff like that. So.
2: Technophiles, <laughs> right? All right. Cool, fair. RadioHideout.com. Go hack it. Yeah.
6: Right on.
1: <laughs> no, just kidding. Please don't mess with it. Bad, bad monkeys, like, what are you doing? Anytime when people like this come in, I think I have to listen to more tech talk. That's what I think. You really? know, because I, I don't understand a word they're saying when they talk about computers.
2: No, I do I have
1: no idea either.
2: Although I like that
1: tech talk. Yeah, to be honest with I you. think I I, I feel I, like I, I learn
2: something every time. The thoughted guy. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. If you have questions, again, uh, Goth Prom two thousand four happening tomorrow at Nation. What can we expect whenever we walk into uh, Goth Prom? Or what, what what's going to be seen? I know the Jenna Tortures are performing. Who else is performing? Uh,
7: there's going to be decorations, uh, it's like an original prom, um, Sister Machine Guns playing, we have Pitbull Decare, we also have Christ Analog as well, uh, four bands, eight DJs, lots of vendors. Uh, it's just an excitement of fun, you know, you want to go in, we have Open Bar from 8 to nine. And uh, just have a relaxing drink and just uh, come and join us. We don't bite.
1: Do you have uh, Unless you, haunted, ask. Do you yeah. have a haunted house? <laughs> what was your question, Doug? Any haunted houses or anything like that? Yeah, I
6: mean, uh, do you have, like... It's the... it's going to be done up a little bit, you know, like a spooky prom, definitely. And there will be, you know, people who are done up to the tea. This is going to be, you know, pretty much the, there are two events for the goth scene. It's Halloween, of course, you know, and then there's goth prom on the other end. And that, that gives people a little chance to wear the skimpier outfit because it's summer and that sort of thing. So. All
1: right. Where did this goth prom idea come from? That's a great question.
7: Uh, actually, uh, a friend of ours and also DJ uh, Phil, also known as DJ Shade, uh, we basically came up with this because there was a gothic prom a long time ago at another venue, and we had it last year, and we had a Voltaire and another act. Um, but it was pretty cool. I mean, we were surprisingly surprised by uh, the amount of people that showed, and we did it this year, and we've been promoting Like crazy, and so (laughs) DJ Boy here is DJing with us, and uh, Dana's DJing, I'm going to be DJing as well, and uh, we have another uh, guest DJ called uh, Vicki Wilson, and we'll have DJs out in the deck. Uh, A lot of
1: music, a lot of music. I I remember a uh, Saturday Night Live bit that was the goth prime, (laughs) which was in the boiler room.
2: With Chris uh, Kattan, uh, and uh, I think Christopher Walsh is the uh, custodian. Yeah, Will
6: Ferrell. Um, is it anything like that? They definitely, uh, you know, there's the you can, you, when you take a characterization of anything, you can exploit it to any nth degree, and they they definitely characterize our scene and to some degree, but you know, definitely to the most negative degree possible. It's pretty funny though, I have to admit. Even as a guy, I f- can laugh my ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
2: Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny gets pushed to the back of the room now. <laughs> Um Are you going to be crowning a king and queen? Yes, we are. Right, How is that going to happen? Who's going to do that?
7: Uh, basically, uh, we're going to have people have a selection of bo- boys and girls, and we're going to have random people, and then we're going to choose them, and we're going to go up and announce the winner. Uh, Jenna, the Jenna Torchers is going to do that.
2: So it's not going to be based on merit or anything like Absolutely that?
7: Absolutely not. We don't want to have anybody, you know, feeling down or feeling upset because they didn't get chosen. It's going to be fair and square.
2: It's basically going to be like winning a lottery, almost.
7: Pretty much. I mean, you know, your luck is there. You know, if you get picked, you get picked, but it's because, you know, you're picked. It's It's not going to be... Pretty much, you know, who's the best dressed, who's not the best dressed. You know, that's not what it's all about. What it's all about is the dancing, the music, and going out and having fun.
2: All right. Again, uh, Goth Prom 2004. How do we get tickets? Are tickets still available for Nation tomorrow night?
7: Absolutely. In fact, you can go tonight and get pre-sale tickets for $15 at www.ticketmaster.com. And it's $20 at the door. And uh, like I said, there's open bar from 8 to 9, and we close at 2.30.
2: Hey, that's actually something I had. All right. So as far as, like, the goth lifestyle... What, like, are you into getting high? Or do you just
6: drink, or is there, like, a lot of drugs? Again, we, forgive me, because I'm... Not, compl- not much drugs anymore. We're all a little old for that, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we definitely, per capita, we drink heavier than most any other scene. We That's that's one of our big uh, selling points to bars and, and venues is that uh, we can sell some bar. Okay.
2: All right. <laughs> Good advice. I understand that. All right, because I, I wondered about that whole drug thing, because you never know. You figure... And maybe that's a misconception as well. You look at goth people, you look at the people that are all dressed up, and you're just thinking, all right, they're high in something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's age, I don't know if they're uh, dropping acid, but there's something going on there where they're living in a completely different world. 866-277-4969. If you have any questions about uh, the goth prom. Let's bring in some of the ladies, if you would, Bateman. I'm excited about the ladies. And while we're bring, while we're ushering in some of the other beautiful ladies, I guess, are people like Robert Smith still cool? Oh, yeah, Robert <laughs> Smith course. is timeless. Of so, course. So are you guys going to be at, like, the HF Festival or something because The Cure is playing? Uh, well, I, I, I've got
1: my tickets already. I'm going to stay.
7: I'm not going. Yeah, I'm a loser
2: okay
1: <laughs> i guess it's just like the rock scene or whatever you know even the old bands are cool yeah
2: i mean could, but you wouldn't be
1: able to say that axel rose is cool though would you i still think he rocks still you know he, 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 he can't still. write like a <laughs> cut or anything but yeah all right now this is what i'm talking
2: about <laughs> now we have the ladies coming in here this is the reason we had you been to be perfectly honest we're here because the ladies are here um all right. We have all these beautiful ladies who are coming in. All this for uh Goth Prom two thousand four
1: happening tomorrow night. All right, I'm already creeped out because a girl has a widow's peak. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like my biggest pet peeve right there. I can't stand it.
2: Alright, uh what what's your name? Who's the one with the widow's peak? Oh, but it's drawn in. Go ahead yes. and talk into that microphone right there. Which even scares me a little bit more.
4: <laughs> Hi, I'm Billy. Billy? Billy.
2: Yes. All right, Billy, and you've actually you've got like a nice red ensemble on with the uh with the uh, Allen Iverson sleeve, <laughs> but lacy, and you got the red hair, and you've drawn in a
1: widow's peak. Dubs, what is it about a widow's peak that, that it, it's makes one you... of those natural from that will just creep me out every time I see it? I don't know why. I just get really scared when I see a widow's peak. Now, did you ever watch the monsters when you were <laughs> growing up? Mm-hmm, kinda, I did, but I wasn't into them. But the thing is, I don't know. The forehead is a big thing for me. Like, too tall of foreheads very unattractive. Too short of is really unattractive. And if you cut that thing in half with a widow's peak, I'm freaking out.
2: Now that's not a. That's not a. And that, I don't want you to feel like you know we're attacking you, but this is something. This is some issue that Dubs has had yeah. for a very long time. It's a hang up sure, I'm sorry. Never
4: heard the comment about the monsters. Do
2: what? Yeah. I have about the monsters thing. I right, make sure everybody talks right on top of the mic whenever we go into this. Um, I always think monsters though, and I, I guess that's the thing because it was a little egg monster. Yeah, it was the most famous Widow's Peak. That was the absolutely the most famous Widow's Peak. The beautiful women are here uh, from Goth Prom 2004. Um, I guess we can kind of go around, introduce yourselves. Um, what is your name right here, the one standing next to My God? My
4: name is Mel.
2: Mel, okay. Okay, I, what's with the dudes' names? Yeah, why is everybody Billy and Mel and uh, Kyle? Then we got a guy named Donna. <laughs> That's true, Dana. 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 Is that part? Of, is that part of the whole thing where it's like this reverse world, this reverse society? How did you get into the goth lifestyle, if you would, Mel? How did that happen to you?
4: Um, I think it's a little more artistic and creative than the music you hear all the time, over and over again.
2: So for you, it's about the music, though.
4: Yeah, it's it's about the music. It's about the. It's a lot about the clothes. I design my own clothes, so I like the clothes in the goth scene better.
2: Uh, I love your outfit. I love how you got like the belly showing, but yet at the same time too, you got the long skirt on. It's classy goth. That's how I. That's how I term you, classy goth. Well, now, what do you do for a living? How did uh, how does this happen?
4: I'm an art student, and I'm a bartender at the other goth night on Saturdays, Chiaro Scuro.
2: Now, what is the goth scene like in D.C.? Let's move over to you over here with the Mickey Mouse ears. I like that. That's a cute scene. What's your That's name? my hair, not my ears. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's dark in here. It's okay. <laughs> it still works for you, though, either way. Uh, how did you? What, what's your situation? What's your name? Uh, my name's Sasha. Now, does everybody in the goth scene, no matter if you're at different bars or whatever, does everybody know each other? Do you feel like you're a family?
4: Definitely, definitely. We're
2: Cheers. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, it's, yeah, it's a creeped out Cheers. It's That's what well it is. Cheers. Um, it's, it's Cheers but dead.
4: Yeah. <laughs> undead,
2: undead. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Now let me ask you this. I mean, obviously I may be asking the wrong crowd. But to me, it almost seems like Goth is out a little bit. Do you see, do you see, like, let me ask you, Dana, do you see where you find these cycles where maybe you have this influx of, like, the new kids who want to get into this because it's the, it's the new dark thing or maybe, you know, it cycles around and then all of a sudden you start losing people? Have you ever seen something like that?
6: Back when the uh, the alternative scene didn't have a capital A, you know, we were all kind of part of the same thing. So I guess we had a little broader of a of a, a base to ap- appeal from. But now everything has kind of you know uh, been specialized over the years. Like the the ravers are all in their little scene, and the house kids are all in their little scene. So we're, we've all kind of naturally segmented off into our uh, little scene here, I guess, you know.
1: Hey, Dubs, did you ever you so you say you never got into cliques or anything? Not really. I was kind of a uh, diplomat. I would kind of roll from each click.
2: I, you know, I was, too. I was the kind of cat that could hang out with the jocks. I could hang out with the goths. I could hang out with the, the plastics. I was that kind of a guy that was able to roam around as well. I I still don't understand when you say plastic. Has anybody here seen Mean Girls? No. No. Okay, this isn't the crowd that would go see Mean Girls. (laughs) But you've all seen Heathers, though, right?
5: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Let's just call it kind of an updated Heathers, if you would. All right, let's talk to the Asian uh, woman. I'm sorry I had to label you that. But it's the radio, and we have so many people in the studio right now. What is your name? My name is Mora. Mora. All right. So how did you get into the goth thing? Because this is my question. We also have a uh, beautiful black lady here as well. My One of my biggest questions when we talked to Amelia G. from uh, Blue Bloods Gothic Sluts.com, by the way, there's a link to that on RadioHideOut.com. It's actually the most visited link on what? the website right now is Bowley Spears. Second is gothic sluts. And for those of you that don't know, Bo Lee is a female illusionist. It's a dude who dresses up as Britney. And I have the hot for And he's still really, really hot. I'd uh, love to see that. Either way. Well, we'll show it to you during the commercial <laughs> break. So my question to you, though, is, because I get singled out a lot as well, being one of the lone minorities in radio, how did you get into this as an Asian woman? What is it that struck the chord Within you to say, hey, goth is for me. This is the way that I'm going to go. How did that happen?
7: Well, actually, it's one of the few communities where I found that the racial barriers really break down. Because when you're at a club, you're all enjoying the same music. Nobody really thinks that's a black guy or that's an Asian girl. It's just,
2: you know. Well, no, but, I mean, this is actually something. But, no, it's true, though. I mean, I can understand. That's why you would go into the goth scene, because you're not getting labeled that. Because
7: you have a more specific denominator that's bringing you together.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's always two, though. Have you ever noticed, like, at rock concerts and stuff, there are always, like, I am always the lone Latino at a rock show. (laughs) I mean, it's just the way it is. It's like me, and there are, like, a couple of brothers there, and that's really about it. But you don't feel singled out though whenever you're in this community, though, right?
7: No, I don't feel like my race is an issue at all when I go in there.
4: I totally have to agree with
2: what does this what, what so smell everybody there?
4: I, I have to agree with what she's saying. There's, there's one of each in this crowd, uh, tall, short, fat, thin, all the different races.
1: Very, very uh, all-inclusive, if you would. So uh, what's, what's the background of the heavy makeup? I've always wondered that why. Yeah, why cover yourselves up?
7: We're not really covering ourselves up. It's more artistic. It's the way, you know, somebody could be different. They could either wear the heaviest of makeup or, like myself, they can wear the thinnest of makeup. It's not really a judgmental fact. It's just the way your artisticness.
6: Expressing the aesthetic. Exactly.
7: And, you know, it's the same as your clothes. You know, it's cold and you feel like wearing the skimpiest cold in the winter. You know, you can express yourself artistically through your clothes. So it's the same visual aspect
2: now let's let's keep moving on down the line because I still got questions that I want to want to hit up for everybody It's the most packed of the hideout has ever been. Uh, <laughs> thank you for you guys coming in. Um we already talked to uh, was it Billy? Yes uh, we already talked to Billy, so let's talk to what is your name? My name's Kimberly. Okay, Kimberly, welcome into the hideout. You were the black lady that I referred to earlier. I'm sorry if I offend you, but um Hello. let me ask you this, as far as dating goes, for someone like Kimberly. Do you date outside the goth scene, or do you only, is it like, remember we had uh, the lady from sororities yeah. on. Do you date only within the goth scene? Do you date outside of the goth scene? Like, would you bring your preppy boyfriend to the goth prom 2004? I've actually had uh, experiences
7: inside and outside the goth scene. I do prefer to date inside the goth scene just because the sex is better.
5: <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's why
2: I married my husband. All right, now, all right, this is actually something that I wanted to get into. And, of course, it's a late-night show, but we got to be a little bit careful because we do have some standards. What is the difference between normal sex and goth sex, if you would? I mean, are we talking... It, uh, does it get
1: freakier, or does it... Are we
2: talking clamps and chains or piercings, or what?
7: It's not even that. I mean, so? my, my husband works for a big corporate company, which I cannot say on air. But,
2: AOL, just say it.
7: No. <laughs> but he's he's a tech guy, and if you guys want to talk tech with him after the show, he'll be glad to you know speak the language and, and you know and get going. But anyway, uh, he's just amazing. I love him. I married him. I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with him.
2: But is there right, let's, any any ladies here? Is there something different about the goth sex? Because I'm sure you've probably all had sex outside of the goth world.
4: I like a man in makeup. What can I just say?
2: Oh, is that what it is? Sexy. Um, so it's the makeup thing. Now, have you thought about women? Because women wear makeup too.
4: Sorry, it doesn't doesn't matter for me. Below the belt, it's all about being a man.
2: Okay, all right, but you like to have like a painted on like face looking at you, pretty boy, in the in the in the go around. All right, let's go. I love how you can go by any name. Uncle Ryan, welcome into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Hey, what's happening?
3: What's up, bro? Uh, one quick question. Now, you guys, uh, I'll have to, you asked them earlier, but other than, like, the clothes and, like, the music and uh, the stuff that they do, I'm really still, still trying to grasp exactly what being goth is. Is, like, there's some kind of universal belief or, like, an intellectual
4: aspect
2: of being goth? Uh, that's a great question. I think the biggest
4: thing really is the freedom to express yourself artistically uh
2: that's probably the one binding now could you but if you want to do that though could you still wear pink and be oh, yeah. gone. Oh, yeah, of of the
4: prom. <laughs> Absolutely, I tended bar in this big pink flamenco skirt a couple months ago. It, it went over like nothing.
2: now it's about freedom. It's about, well, I guess, uh, being able to express yourself. Well, you guys there's, keep there's saying
6: there's a certain aesthetic to it all that uh, you know the dark and the intricate and the hey, that beautiful. Thing?
2: What's up,
5: bro? Uh,
3: one other quick question. I'll let you go.
6: Uh-huh.
5: But
3: uh, the other thing, and this might be a total misconception on my part, but it seems like when i see these kids in the neighborhood and stuff they almost seem like miserable or like depressed but these, the people on your radio show don't at all no
2: this is this it's is great fair. stuff
4: who are you calling kids three? how old are you uh, yeah
3: but I, I I'm hold on like to... if you see groups of kids you know in black at the mall with the makeup and they just kind of seem you know to themselves not really talking and the, you, you know what i'm saying do you have any idea
6: you the music certainly resonates with uh you know a certain melancholy feeling to, to some people so it, 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 it's it's not surprising that people that feel that way uh, can empathize with the music, but it's certainly not uh, uh, exclusive of, of the scene, you know. We're, we're not we're not all, you know, ready to sweat our wrists or anything, um, you know. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and, and I
2: must
7: say, yeah.
2: sorry to cut you off, we're no. all in our 30s. Oh, okay. really? 20, not 20, But you know what, though, then, this is the, uh, an Uncle Ryan music. Great seven. call, bro, because that's true, because... You've got to realize, I mean, in the hideout, we welcome everybody, no matter what your beliefs are. And this is, we brought you guys in, obviously, to promote goth uh, prom 2004 tomorrow. See the Jenner tortures. You can still get tickets, Ticketmaster.com. But we also brought you in to kind of understand the lifestyle as well, because you've got to realize that, you know, there are outsiders that look at you, and you're Like, God damn, what happened? <laughs> you know. I, touched I think too.
6: That yeah. that's some of those people too. And it's <laughs> that. Who,
2: which daddy did what to who yeah. and but it's not always like that though. A lot of times maybe you hear something in the music you identify with, otherwise it's the clothing that you uh, that you like to express yourself with. Mal, you said you look like you're about to say something. Go ahead. Any
4: group you go into, you're gonna have a certain look and feel. In the goth scene it's just I think self-expression is a little bit more permissible people kind of let everybody else do their own thing there's people go out there they dance however they want they got to dance by themselves or with other people it, it's just a really permissible friendly atmosphere
1: what Goths from what you guys are telling what Goth sounds like to me is like the new age of hippies or something you know
4: ah
6: what,
2: all right truly think
1: yes <laughs>
6: Better
2: dressers, definitely. Okay, I can understand that. Let's go to K-Dog. K-Dog, you're in the hideout on JFK.
6: Yeah, what's
3: up, fellas? What's up, bro? Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, do do they,
6: like, believe in God or, like, Something else, or uh, what, what kind of higher power they
2: worship? I, this is a good one. Whenever I talked to Amelia G from GothicSluts.com dot com last go around, we ended up getting into this whole Satanism
6: conversation. We're well, we a well. real diverse crowd. We have devout Catholics, devout mm-hmm. Christians, Jew, Jews, you know, Muslims. Uh, I, I have kind of my own faith that I made up when I was way too high, you know. Oh. <laughs> Okay, no. but there's yeah. not. But you guys aren't all cutting up kitties and uh, no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. I mean, a I had
7: a Catholic, yeah. I had a Catholic wedding. I, I'm very into religion and I go to church every Sunday. Now the Catholics. <laughs> we
6: certainly have our pagans and our uh, you know alternate uh, religions as well, but uh, the Catholic thing doesn't surprise me though because
2: there seems to be a really dark aspect to uh, Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the kid touching that. Oh that I could that I could see though there being this whole like gothic you know almost side of it to me that's almost what I think is like that being the other side of uh, catholicism like this dark underworld of uh, of the goth scene that's a great question k dog so again we're dispelling rumors again not all of you are the sad lonely teenagers Again, not all of you are uh, Satanists. Eight six six two seven seven
1: forty nine sixty nine.
2: But the one thing you all, all you guys have, is tickets to Goth Bomb yeah. two thousand. We're going have a party, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no cocaine though, right? Oh no no, oh no, no, no. no. Again, a shame. it's Eighty five. Just yeah. It's that's the eighties. Uh, that's the eighties. where we're getting into. Dubs, was there anything else? Uh, questions that you had? I feel like we've actually learned something tonight. Yeah, from the high definitely. I appreciate everybody coming in. Is there something that maybe that you want to say? Because, again, this is your kind of universal forum. This is your forum where you get to go out and you get to tell the people what you're about. This is, you know, this is what goth is. Understand me. Don't be afraid of me. Uh, did you have something in the back? Get on the mic.
4: Can I give a plug for my belly dance troupe? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you do
4: oh, belly dance? Yeah. Yes. I'm the choreographer and the artistic director for Martia Possession. Okay. And we're a gothic belly dance troupe. And I have
2: business yes, cards. Oh, let me if have one. If you're interested. I
6: <laughs> All right, now We've them at many of our events. It's
2: now, and that's the funny both. thing, too, because I guess you have people from so many different backgrounds. Yes. Um... Now you, you got a gothic belly dance troupe. I,
7: I mean, <laughs> you're very sexy. You got to
4: you got to think
2: about that's that actually seems really really cool. Like, what do you dance to though?
4: We dance to gothic music, industrial music, um, tribal really?
2: Really dance music. So it's not, right, so this is like taking it's the same aspects of belly dancing that you would find in the uh, Middle East. Or wherever it originates, forgive me for my ignorance, but you just apply that to cool music, or cooler music, I it's see. It's
4: more of a fusion belly dance form.
2: Now, um, and is this the way you keep your uh, beautiful body as well? Because I know belly dancing is great for yep, losing weight. Yeah, very good exercise. They got the belly dancing uh, stuff. What, what's it if called?
4: you want to know what these girls look like, just remember the really, really hot scene in Dracula. <laughs>
1: Where, uh, but I can not even think of the name of the character. We have a webpage.
4: What's the webpage?
5: Or, or you know, just watch
0: the Rocky
6: Horror Picture Show. Oh, God! Awesome.
0: From <laughs> you
5: have
6: to see the pictures. The pictures are Or just go to the prom and look at them yourself.
0: All right, so the website. Exactly. The, the
4: webs, way to find out about the community is to come and see the night, and this is a really great night to see everybody in best form.
2: Well, I know our buddy here, got DJ, who's a hideout pass holder, DJs on Saturday nights, and I'm booked for the next couple Saturday nights, but I seriously want to make it out there. Can I go like this, though? I mean, I've oh, yeah. yeah. got sandals on. I'm in my earth tones. <laughs> you won't you know? be the only, only Latina
7: out there either, because I am too. Really?
2: No, it's sexy. That's what I need. I mean,
7: <laughs> everyone is welcome to come. You can wear whatever you want. Just be creative. Just be yourselves. Don't judge. We don't judge you. You know, come and enjoy Goth Prom and, and have a good time.
2: Tim, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJF As we talk to uh, all of the people from Goth Prom 2004, they're here. Again, it's tomorrow night at Nation in D.C. What's up, bro?
3: First, let me say, hey, uh, dub, How you doing, guys? What's up, bro? Um, I, I just had a question. It seems like there's always a vampire connection to goths, and I was just kind of wondering what that's all about.
1: Or, or is that just a totally separate belief system? Are you guys yeah. want to be vampires? Who here drinks blood?
2: Seriously, uh, I don't. Nobody? Twice? No, no. No. No, all right. Bateman. I don't Bateman raises his hand
1: back in the back. Uh, all right. Well, we have earned our red wings, but I don't think that counts. Uh, yeah, that's something completely different. Yeah, and,
2: absolutely. And that's only when you're uh, desperate. <laughs> all right. Um. So are, we got some other guys who are here as well. Or who are? Are there any people from the bands here? Um, no, unfortunately, uh, and, not today. Just all the DJs. Oh gosh, yeah. All right, again, one more time. Thank you guys for coming into the hideout. One more time, uh, Goth Prom, what is it? How can we get tickets? How can we go? Why should we go?
7: www.ticketmaster.com or go to the door, pay $20. Ticketmaster.com can get you for $15 for pre-sales. And doors open at 8. Remember, open bar from 8 to
6: 9. Our right. dead Nation, which is 1015 Half Street. Or you can look it up. Our website is dot uh, dccom
2: Okay. And uh, the Jenna Tortures will be performing. You heard them earlier tonight on the Ron and Fez show. Good buddies with uh, Ron and Fez they are. And I thank you guys. I mean, you guys had thank such you, a turnout coming into the hideout. Again yeah, spread spread the word. You know I the hideout it. is a is a comfortable place for the goth people for, except for J. Doug. <laughs> who basically I had fun who basically just thought we were talking to uh the rocky horror picture show <laughs> troupe. We
7: would love to come back. We we We'll i like to come back. Here's the
2: thing. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to come out and watch my buddy, Got DJ, spin some tunes. Um, yeah. I want a lot of Manson that night because that's what I'm really into. <laughs> and we'll dance the night away, and maybe we'll bring a few of you guys we'll back, and we'll we can talk about the party. All right? We'll do yeah, something I'm like honest. that.
7: We'll make you smile in
2: different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. Dubs, let's take a commercial break. Very good. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Thank you. All yeah. oh, sexed up now. That's the other thing I forgot to talk about <laughs> is the fact that um, I seriously I've I've been looking at the goth porn for so long, <laughs> like the last couple of days. What's the website for your belly dance? What is that? What's the website for yours?
4: www.martiapossession.com.
2: Okay. All right. I'm gonna actually have someone maybe into that gothic belly dancing right now. Thank you guys. Let's take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK.
0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Johnny Panani, this is Johnny Panani, you're listening to the Hideout Replay. Happy, and J-Dells are taking the night off, so they put me in charge, fools. But that's okay. In this last segment, we're going to uh, introduce Porno Dan, Tommy Bateman, super producer's best friend. He comes in studio just after filming one of his great films. Samantha loves Cox Cable. Along with Samantha is her husband, LFA, J-Dubs. They all get into it. It's a pretty good, some pretty good stuff. So sit
2: back, enjoy the last segment. The hideout's starting to hit its stride. It's starting to hit its stride, and we thank all of you for that. In fact, like I was saying before the break, we got some great listeners, man. They're starting to catch on to the whole idea of the show and what the show's about, and they're starting to utilize the Internet and RadioHideout.com and what it's becoming. And we had somebody email us the funniest goddamn picture that I think I've ever seen before. If you go onto the gallery section, and for those of you that don't have the Internet, yeah, what the hell's your problem? Go to the library. You've got to see this website. Under the Matt Albert section, he's got a whole thing where it's also, it's hideout galleries, Matt Albert, Matt Albert's fat singles. (laughs) That's the actual posting. And there's this picture of, I guess, this lady who had this, like, really big, fat raccoon. And somebody has... Like the biggest raccoon I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it looks like it should be a
1: pillow. And somebody has put over the raccoon's face, Matt Albert's face. It looks almost too too uh, good to fit, you know? It just fits so well on the, rac- the fat raccoon. And let me say something.
2: It's goddamn cute. Yeah. You, you look at this big, fat raccoon, you look at Matt Albert's big, fat head... It just fits so perfectly, you you almost
1: want to hug it. And he's laughing, too. It's like the the, the fat raccoons having fun. It's like like the lady is tickling him under his arms. (laughs) And
2: I don't want to say who did it, because I guess I don't want them being pissed, or Matt Albert being pissed at them. But um, it is seriously very, very funny. What's going on, Oddball? I had a friend who, uh, they had a pet raccoon. The thing was so big, it would open the refrigerator and help itself. Really? Yeah. Raccoons are supposed to be though. I mean, they're like, I guess, really smart, and but they're really good at that. The, the eating, doing well, whatever can. they can to Manual eat.
1: Dexterity. They're really good at m- manipulating things. And
2: do they stuff. have the thumbs? How does it work? I hear I I not know, know if they I'll, have opposable the, thumbs. I don't think they, they have opposable
1: thumbs, but their hands are very, yeah. uh, very usable.
2: They're one of those creatures where I guess it like you know they can really utilize their hands. Yeah. So this this raccoon of your friends could actually open the, the, yeah, the refrigerator. It could
1: open the refrigerator door and just browse. That's it. what I imagine Matt Albert being like if he was a raccoon. <laughs> just being able to open the refrigerator doing whatever he needs to do to get some cake. <laughs> it's got to be cake. Oh, my
2: God. All right, wait a second. All right. Apparently, from what I understand. Hold on. Hey. It's Matt Albert. Hey, Matt, welcome into the hideout, on JFK. How you doing, bro? Who's the David Duke that came
5: up with this coon picture? <laughs> That's the most racist thing I've seen in my friggin' life. What you got a racist it's, thing? It's a fat thing. Why do you just put it on a freaking King Kong and put it on Empire State? All right, now wait a second. Nobody here. And if they did that, it would be because you're big. Doug said I should be a I should I'm King Kong on the Empire State Building.
1: Now what? wait a second, it, nope. wasn't, it wasn't a monkey joke. It was a fat joke. No, nope. oh, it was a, it's a gorilla. Right, wait a second now. Hold on. Nobody
2: has even brought up the race card, but you, and you're usually... Oh, you're no, king of the race card. No one thinks of this as a racial thing it's except for you. It's a, it's a freaking raccoon. But it's a raccoon. It's a fat raccoon. raccoon. But it's not even about the fact that it's a, a raccoon. It's about the fact that it's a fat animal.
5: Use the right word that they want it. They, they want to call it a coon. It's a coon. That's basically what they want
2: you to say. So you're more upset about the racial aspect instead of the fact that this may be the freaking (laughs) record. That this is the fattest animal ever, and people are comparing you to a fat animal. God. (laughs) If how about if I find a picture
5: of a big, big bean and I put your face (laughs) on it?
1: I I laugh. Yeah,
2: Dubs would laugh. You know what? I can understand how this could maybe be racially insensitive. Oh, you could understand. I see. I don't believe it. But, all right, I can maybe understand. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. I guess uh, Tommy's sending me this. It's the uh, AOL for broadband, I guess, story here. All right, here's the story about the actual picture that we're talking about. All right, it's a picture of a lady holding this big, fat, 75-pound raccoon, a junk food-crazed critter billed as the world's weightiest raccoon has died, ending a 10-year life marked... By more than a few midnight snacks. This is on your AOL for broadband. Um, let me see something here. I guess it lived outside of New York City. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. And it, <laughs> lo- it loved to eat ice cream. See, you hold a record, Matt. It's <sighs> just like you.
5: <laughs> I hate you
2: guys. And it's going to be dead soon. Or it's dead, and you're going to be soon, too. I'm
5: going to heart punch you tomorrow, you know if what's, I can
2: make it. You know what's funny? <laughs> Uh, The raccoons probably had more sex than Matt Albert because it would only take one experience. It would only take one experience. What's your problem, Matt? Seriously, don't you realize that our fans are beginning to love you and embrace you for who you are?
5: I'm a superstar. You don't understand that, do you? A
2: big fat kid. Hey, all right, wait a second. I'm getting this note now. Are you drunk?
5: (laughs) A little on NyQuil.
2: (laughs) Are you robot tripping?
5: (laughs) I've been giggling like a high... Guy. Have you got, uh, whatever.
1: Have you got your license yet?
5: No, I gotta do like six hours
2: in car.
1: <laughs> <So drunk. laughs> you took Nyqua and you're drunk.
2: Now hey, because you're fatter, do you have to take like three doses? No. I only take like
5: just for a little bit more effect, I take the normal amount and like half the child amount. <laughs> just to get that extra kick. I'm coming off like a Nyqua coma right now. You're- That's why I'm a little yeah (laughs) you're a
2: big fat baby I'm not a baby you know I look at this picture seriously this picture makes me happy I look at this big fat raccoon with Matt Albert's smiling face in the middle of it and I I just I smile I'm happy you realize you're gonna die a virgin what are you sick from from being fat no not having any sex (laughs)
5: why are you such a
2: dick (laughs) i don't understand that
5: (laughs) do you not get enough in your like real life you have to come pick on me i'm innocent matt albert why why Uh,
2: wait a second hold on little yeah there's no little about you no little matt albert that's that's completely false
5: well well i probably got sick from those driving school kids yeah i tried to you know pickpocket and whatever and they started sneezing
2: on now them. all the truth is coming
1: out <laughs> you know what you know what that picture looks like it looks like when matt albert was getting a lap dance from fairy lady <laughs> fairy lady's kind of holding him there and he's just giggling <laughs>
2: i smell chlorine I look at the picture and i smell chlorine that, that chlorine smell crap was just crap <laughs> <laughs> daniel you're in the hideout on uh, daniel day you're in the hideout on jfk
3: I do not understand how Matt Alvarez can be so upset with this pick when he knows himself he looks like a giant pyramid of
2: warm pudding. <laughs> That's true. You're just a big tub of warm pudding. You realize thanks, that? <laughs> Gee, that was Daniel Day. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh,
5: Daniel Day-Lewis?
2: Yes. Uh. Quite, you realize that we're starting, thanks to Shiloh, we're meeting famous people. We're hooking you up with famous people. Hey, are you going to be coming in tomorrow because of your girlfriend? Lady's gonna be here.
5: Yeah, I want to coke okay, him as my girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, you don't know that for okay. sure. How that's a- God said she sort of coked when She started saying so. That ain't crazy. Honestly.
2: Hey, quiet. Uh, he- alleged, oh, alleged, sh- alleged. Quiet. Sh- Come on, seriously, alleged. Stop that. You don't know that's true. I don't know that's true. I don't no know one
1: that. will hold it. Hold us to it.
2: He's all high. But I don't even know if that was really said. He's completely drunk and fat. Ugh. <laughs> what did you eat today because you're so sick? I, I didn't... Uh, did you eat today? I. Of course you did. I can't Who are you remember. talking to? No, no, I had... What the? No. Huh? I can't remember. Hey, your nemesis, uh, Fairfax Mike, is going to be here tomorrow as well so you guys can fa- fight so over can the stare fat at lady. Me. So can stare at me? I think this time we're going to have Fairfax Mike get the lap dance from Fairy Lady, Fairy lady and you're just going to have to sit there and watch. Hey, if Jay is listening, can you call me? If
5: I can get a ride. <laughs> 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 listen to him breathe. <laughs> He's just laughing. Like... <laughs> well, I
2: got stuffed up nose. Listen, listen to him breathe. That's the same way. It's stuffed up with fries. <laughs> That's the same way I imagined the raccoon breathing just before it died. <laughs> just
5: <laughs> it's so hot. <hard>. Oh, <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> alright Matt well, I'm gone we love you uh, 5,000
2: enjoy the uh, enjoy the pick there
5: I you own. go kind of <laughs> 5,000
2: <000. laughs> son of a bitch that fat kid makes me happy he really does I don't know why I don't know what it is about him but he is a funny kid <sighs> well anyway thank you to whoever put that up yeah and sent that to us very <laughs> funny anonymously it's a beautiful story. I wish I would have thought of it. Radiohideout.com. I know. I wish we were that smart to think of something like that to create a whole segment. Um, but going back to this, though, I mean, honestly, we were goofing on it because you got the fat raccoon. Who has a raccoon as a pet anyway?
1: Get Oddball back in here. Yeah, that's a, those things are usually kind of vicious.
2: I mean, I, from what I understand, yep. I, I don't ever understand bringing something other than a
1: cat, a dog, or fish into your home. From what I understand from this story, it was kind of like uh cast away, like it wasn't it was kind of left behind by the litter and he, this lady had a dog that it nursed, that nursed the raccoon and it kind of just grew up as a dog.
2: What it, what it, <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. as I look at the story here, hold on a second, let me see. I think it even says something about her saying
1: it thought it was a dog. Yeah, because it, it was raised by uh, by a dog mother. Oh, she's a bitch mother.
2: All right, wait a second. She says that um, the health started declining in the spring. Again, this is on the AOL for broadband because of the deaths of two of the puppies that it had grown up with, and its name was Bandit.
1: What should we do? It says it has thyroid problems. (laughs) What a fat excuse.
2: That's always the fat excuse. We're such a fat nation that we're making all of our animals fat as well. What was your friend like that had a raccoon for a pet? Were they eccentric people, or oddball oh, they, uh, they lived in uh, Oregon, so they were like you know out, out outside the city, like kind of in the country, out in the woods. So I mean, it was you know it was common to have like wildlife all around, and this thing just kind of adopted them, and they started letting it come in the house, and then next thing you know, it you know it was the family pet. Wow. Okay. So you know, they like, had dogs too, but I mean, it was just you know. I've never like un- a smart dog. I've never understood the people who will have things like turkeys as pets. I never understood the insect thing. I'm so deathly afraid of spiders. Are you really? And for the people to have tarantulas, if that's even how you say it. Yeah. I I mean I can't even begin. I mean what do
1: you do with it? And it just sits there in that box. Same and... thing that you do with your your frog. But uh, a tarantula can climb all over you, and you know you but can it pet doesn't, it.
2: It doesn't love you the way my frog Gypsy loves me. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't love you that way. Frog love.
1: You can love your frog, just don't love your frog. If you loved your frog, it would be dead right now. <laughs> Why? Don't get me into the whole splitting atoms theory here, okay? <laughs> don't make me show you how it would actually happen.
2: But you know what, though? I honestly kind of feel bad a little bit because I do overfeed Gypsy. I see her there, and she's all cute swimming around, and I give her a little bit of shrimp, and that's not enough for her, and then i got to give her more. Here's some tadpoles.
1: No. It's um. <laughs> such a dirtball. I can see you doing that with your your sick, almost disgusting love for that frog. She's a cute frog. It's way better than having a cat.
2: No. So you're really taking the separation poorly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, one thing I got. Me and that frog. This is the Hideout. I am El Jefe. That's J Dubs. It's 106.7 WJFK. And you've been listening to the Hideout
0: Replay. Obviously, that was not porno, Dan, but it was something almost as good and almost as sexy. Matt Albert, a frequent caller to the show, frequent visitor. J-Dubs and El Jefe will be back tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. Make sure you do come in and join them. Go to RadioHideout.com. You can check out everything about the show. Until then, as the boys always say,
5: 5,000.